You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Screeners Podcast. This is Chad. I'm Daniel. And I'm April. And with us tonight are not one, but two, count them folks, two special guests. Joining us to give us their top 10 films of the year is our constant guest and co-host of Geek Card Check podcast, Tyler Howitt. Tyler, how are you doing tonight? I am great and I'm ready to talk about a whole bunch of movies. Great. Great to have you. We're excited to talk about movies tonight. But our special guest, our super, you thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. I didn't know. Chris Farrell, founding member of the Screeners Podcast, is back. (laughs) What? Here he is, people. He is the co-host of the Geek Card Check Podcast, but he determined at the last minute that he had, in fact, seen enough movies to to do a top ten list. So, Chris, welcome back. How are you? Hey, it's fantastic to be here. I don't know if you remember last year, I... I made a New Year's resolution. I was going to see more movies, and I did. So I really wanted to be on and talk about these new movies. Tonight is going to be a jam-packed episode. We're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite films of 2019 and some special categories that we will get into later. It's going to be a lot of fun, but before we get into that, I want to remind you, as always, to please follow us on our social channels. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash ScreenersCast. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can email us ScreenersCast at gmail.com. If you're so inclined, it would also really help us out if you take a few moments and head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. Although, since Chris is here tonight, if you need to drop that to four, we understand. Wow. But thanks so much for listening. We've got a lot to jump into, so let's get to it right now. Wow. Welcome to the main event. All right, so we're going to jump into our top 10 list for 2019. Here's what I would ask. Before you start your list, tell us a little bit briefly about the methodology of how you put your list together. Sometimes it's your favorite list. Sometimes it's what you think is objectively the best on whatever scale you use to determine that. So let's start with you, Tyler. You're our special guest. What was your number 10 film of 2019? This is one of those things. Throughout the whole year, I, I kind of rank as I see, right? So I'm watching a movie, and, and if I like this one better than the last one I see, I put it up there. This year was a, a great uh, a great year in movies. I, I saw a ton of, uh, of just top-notch, top, um, high-quality films, and uh, it was actually kind of hard to choose between the 10. They, you know, they shifted places from, uh, from one to the next from time to time, kind of just as I reflected on one or I saw one a second time. Um, so yeah, it was, it's, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard list to, to put together sometimes, but I landed, um, on this one here. So, uh, my number 10 is Knives Out by, uh, directed by Ryan Johnson. Mm. It's, it's just, it's just a fun caper of a film it is uh it's incredibly well written it is hilarious throughout uh daniel craig i love you know as much as i love him as as james bond i love him when he does his other stuff uh like logan lucky a couple years ago or uh or or uh, knives out this year where he just plays this kind of goofy almost off the wall almost off the wall but still reserved character Knives Out is just such a, a well-written film that it's a it's a blast to sit through. The cast is excellent. Ryan Johnson's direction is just great. So I'm I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk about this film. 
tonight. All the way down at number 10. I thought that may be even a little higher for you. That's interesting. Okay. Chris, let's go to you. Tell us a little bit about how you put your list together and what is your number 10? I use the Ziegler algorithm uh, algorithm to put all my things together, um, kind of put it into a blender and then just spew it out. Um, So Numbers mean nothing to you. Numbers mean nothing to me and uh, you guys are going to love my list. Um, So number 10 for me was a movie that I really enjoyed. I wasn't sure about. I thought might be really dumb and ended up being kind of dumb, but I really liked it. So number 10 is Shazam for me i had a great wow. time number with shazam 10. that is a fun movie number 10 number 10 shazam shazam all right that's a good pick i actually really like that movie quite it was a bit. good it was good me too good, it was a, a very good that's movie. why i put okay. it as number 10 because i like <laughs> number it. 10 i honestly thought it'd be higher on your list chris if i'm gonna be honest so that i'm, I'm oh. interested to see what else you saw so that's good april let's go to you this is your first top 10 show yeah. as a member of the screeners it is, and yes. we are excited to hear about your top 10 list and so tell us a little bit about how you put it together and what your number 10 is okay so I mean, for the most part, these are just my top 10 favorite films. And favorite means a personal connection that I just personally enjoyed it, but also has uh, quality filmmaking involved in it. I'd like to think I just have good taste. So with that, my number 10 is a film that I literally just saw last week, so it barely made the cut uh, time-wise. Um, and the lead of this, I think, deserved to be nominated for the Oscar. And we actually haven't reviewed this film But it was amazing, and it was loud, and it was crazy, and it was insane, and that is Uncut Gems. How you doing, Holly? How's it going? How are you? Good Pesach, All right, Larry, you're a Jew again. Welcome back. I made a crazy risk to gamble. It's about to pay off. I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want Garnett points and rebounds. What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. That's the dumbest fan I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree, Gary. Uncut oh, wow. Gems. Nice. nice. Yes. Wow. Uncut that is a gems. crazy movie. It was crazy, but it was great. That movie is crazy. I actually saw it last night mm. at a 10 p.m. showing. Oh, look at you! Wake up. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an intense experience for sure. For sure, that's great. That's great. All right. So I wonder if Uncut Gems will get any more love. I don't know. We'll see. Daniel, that brings us to you. So tell us again, how do you put your list together, and what was your number 10 film of 2019? Yeah, I loved 2019 uh, for film. I think it was a great year. This was a great year for me as a film critic. I don't know if I ever officially announced it here, but but back in August, I became a member of the Nevada Film Critics Society. Um, so that's been cool, uh, going to screenings Congrats. and getting screenings and things like that. So I've seen 146 films released in 2019, um, wow. and I definitely think... Uh, well, I, I've, I've seen every Oscar-nominated film, with the exception of a couple of the shorts. So yeah, it's just been a really great year in film, a step up from last year, in my opinion. Last year um, had had some great movies, to be sure, but but, uh, overall, I think this year has just, it's been a lot harder to put together a top 10 list this year compared to last year. So um, so yeah, so I'm excited. So my number 10 is a film that I... I really really didn't think was going to end up in my top 10. When I watched it, I really liked it, but I like, it was just such a... Is such an experience of a film that I wasn't sure if I really loved it. And then I just could not stop thinking about this movie. And I've I watched it a, a second time since. And it just solidified that 
I really, really like this insane, loud, wild ride of a movie. And uh, I'm tied with April here. My my number 10 is Uncut Gems. Ooh. Uncut Gems. Yeah. Getting oh, yeah. some love right out of the gate. That movie is so good. Like, it's just, it it's, it's it, there's so much anxiety when you're watching the movie. But it's just, there's something about it that is just so watchable you can't stop watching howard make these awful decisions and uh yeah Terrible. i i loved it over and over and over well, there over were literally scenes where like more than three people were talking and yelling over each other yep. and yet you heard it all yep it was so it was bizarre yep it's so good yeah that movie had a lot of people yelling in it that's for sure <laughs> that's for sure all right well my number 10 is usually almost identical to april's method where i just try to pick my 10 favorite films uh based on how it impacted me when i saw that and then sometimes if if all things being equal uh if i'm looking at a certain spot i will take it beyond that and then start looking at things like craft and things like that to see if i can break the tie very much like what tyler said i also keep a and daniel i'm sure keep a, a running list as we go I really struggled with the bottom three picks for me because I could have had 15 movies that could have been in the bottom three. But ultimately, my number 10 ended up being a movie that I just thought was delightful. It was funny and in the kind of sense of humor that I really enjoy. It was also very moving and had some some really wonderful performances as well. And that is Lulu Wang's The Farewell. Oh, I love, love the movie very much. Uh, we talked about it on our Oscar reactions. My disappointment that Aquafina was not nominated for an Academy Award. Yes. Uh, and maybe even Lulu Wang uh, as director. But Overall, uh, it's just a movie that the more I think back on it, the more that I appreciate it and the more that I grew to love it. My first my first viewing cold is not the right word, but it took me a took me a while to uh, to really warm up to all the wonderful things and the and the nuance that is contained in that beautiful film. So for me, it's number 10, which takes us now to our number nines. Tyler, what is your number nine? My Number nine is a movie that is not it's not comfortable. Um, it's not a movie that, um, man, that is easy to watch, that is easy to kind of deal with or register. Uh, it's not as uncomfortable as something like Uncut Gems, but um, but it's a movie that is, is kind of, I think, all too telling of our time um, and and the, str- the struggles of our society and of relationships, and that's, that's Marriage Story. I think it's mm-hmm. got some of the best acting of the year. Adam Driver just, and Scarlett Johansson, um, just absolutely blew it out of the water um but it is a it's a movie that despite the fact that there are, are funny moments throughout you laugh you know quite a lot it's also a movie that's just like it doesn't leave you uh it doesn't leave you happy it doesn't leave you you know lifted up in any way certainly but it is it's a well well made well directed film totally agree that's a fantastic movie and i imagine we will hear from uh some others about that as well uh, which goes to Chris. Chris, yeah. Shazam was your number 10. What's your number nine? So I became obsessed with a particular story. I believe it was on Bill Gates's list of books to read, but Alex Gibney made a documentary uh, about um, uh, Elizabeth Holmes, uh, who oh, yeah. was yeah. Um, the, uh, the founder of a company called Theranos. Uh, and the movie is called The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. I found this entire story to be absolutely fascinating. The, the documentary I find to be like in, just crazy, just nuts. Um, I just got enraptured in the whole story and I, I love this film. So I've got a couple, of, a couple of more documentaries coming on my list. I love documentaries. 
And this is one of my favorites. Uh, I just love the way Alex Gibney does stuff. Uh, it's very entertaining. It feels more like a film. Um, sometimes I feel like like nonfiction films, you know, films that are based on real events, should do more like do stories, documentaries more like this, uh, because this is just I found it really unbelievably watchable, and I, I had every I loved every minute of it. So for me, The Inventor, Out for Blood, and Silicon Valley uh, is my number nine. Loved it. Great pick, great nice. pick. That's definitely in my queue. That's the one where, and I'm not spoiling it, I don't think, because yeah. I haven't seen it, but but the, she was selling some technology that they didn't quite have a handle on it, actually doing what they said it would do. Is that right? Basically, she told everybody in Silicon Valley and got you know the, some of the biggest names in tech to invest and even get on her board. And as it turns out, she had nothing. Like, they're it was all vapor um and 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 it was just it's an incredible story of she became the first uh self-made woman billionaire executive in history and then well you should watch the documentary news i remember the news cycle about it but i haven't seen it yet but that's that's you haven't seen the film uh it's on it's on hbo you should definitely watch it it's really good i i loved it so anyway number nine awesome great pick all right april that brings us to you what is your number nine all right this is probably my most mainstream pick of my whole list, but it has everything in this movie and it was amazing and I loved it and it was emotional and it was funny and the action was great and it ended phase one of the Marvel Universe and that is Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Yep. All right. All right. I I am certain that's on Chris's list somewhere. I don't know where, (laughs) but it's probably in there. You don't know me. I do. I do. I do. In fact... Great. That's a great that's a great Don't pick. hate. It's a good pick. It's a great movie. Oh, totally. I'm a fan. Yeah. It's good. But I I, I I hate to say I think it was not phase one. I think it was like phase three. What was three, it? Phase, or phase, phase three. three. Well whatever. Yeah. The first like I just don't want I don't want group. the nerds to listen and be like, well, actually, um if you look Keith, back Well it um, ended no, no. like all the first decade of films or whatever. Yes. Yeah. You're right. I know. Yeah, we're we're on the podcast, podcast and if, check, check, check and it's uh yeah, we can't we, call each other nerds. Okay, folks, we hope you enjoyed that uh, <laughs> sponsorship by the Geek Card Check there. For, to hear them, you can go like and to the subscribe Geek Card Check. the Geek Card <laughs> Check. And, uh, and right. rate, if you would, please. It'd be great. All right, all right. Okay, April, good pick. So let's go to Daniel. Daniel, what is your number nine? Yeah, my number nine is another film that, uh, well, actually, I, this is the first year that I've, I've been able to watch every film on my top ten at least twice. So, so I really feel like I... I I feel comfortable with my list. Um, and so 1917 is my number nine. I, it is a film that is brutal, but um, just a visceral experience. You feel every explosion, every moment of, of dread. Um, it's a simple story, relatively, but it's just turned into this masterful achievement. And so, yeah, it, it is just a, a technical masterpiece, but that it's not It's not just that. It's a lot more than that. And so, um, and so yeah, it's a fantastic film that you need to watch in theaters 1917 is my number nine i agree i'm still super bummed where i am that i just saw that about uh, a week ago or excuse me a couple days ago skywalker still has all the imax screens Mm, taken up around us so i can't see it in imax but i certainly would like to yeah i saw that in dolby cinema it was it was oh wow that was was insane That's great. All right. That brings me to my number nine. If you would have asked me where this was going to fall on my list going into this year, I would have probably guessed it being my top 
for sure in my top three. Uh, listening back to this episode last year, this was my most anticipated film of 2019, and yet it ends up at number nine for me, and it actually had to work its way back up there, and that is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time mm. in Hollywood. Oh, I love Quentin Tarantino's work. I mean, I adore it. And this one is one that the more I think about it, the more I like it. And I think that when I revisit it over the years, it it may go up even higher. But for me, it ended up at at number nine. It's definitely a laid back version of Tarantino. It's kind of a hangout movie, if you will. But I think underneath it are some really interesting uh, ideas and the performances are absolutely stellar. It's beautifully shot and it has some signature Tarantino moments that he is known for for ratcheting up the tension so for me my number nine Chad have you have you rewatched that yet I have not yet I do I did get a 4k blu-ray for Christmas of it but I haven't had a chance to watch it again yet so So, I'm looking forward to that so I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a little bit of my list real quick just since we're talking about once upon once upon a time in Hollywood it's actually not on my list Oh wow! And and that's because it really slowly dropped off when I watched it a second time. The when I first watched it, I really I really loved it, and it was in my top ten for for most of the year because it came out so early. And then rewatching it, it uh, it just kept dropping and dropping and dropping, and then and then fell wow. out of my rankings just because uh, I don't know. The second time when I knew when I knew where the film was going and knew how everything played out, it felt you could feel how there's not much of a plot going on a lot more. So it felt more aimless. So, so I don't know. It's just, and there, it, it was and there are rumors of an even longer director's cut. Right, like a four which I don't hour quite get somewhere. I don't quite get it. But anyway, but I was just yeah. So uh, it's a very good movie, but but it definitely kept dropping out of my rankings. Interesting. Well, I'll report back after I watch it again. Yeah. All right. So that takes us to number eight. We're moving right along. Tyler, what's your number eight? Well, this is a movie that I keep coming back to uh, just with a smile on my face every time that I think about it. I've seen it at least twice. I feel like I've seen it a third time. I I should go back to my letterbox and check, but um, I really loved uh, Yesterday. Yesterday Mm. was... Interesting. uh, It's directed by Danny Boyle. It is... Uh, I think I was on the episode also that we talked about it here too. It's it's one that I just I keep selling it throughout the year. You know, if somebody's like, oh, I just mm. yeah, we're not sure what movie to watch. Watch yesterday. Go watch it. It's delightful. It is. It's just. It's just uplifting and happy. It's it is. It's so well made. It's funny. Uh, I forget his name. Himesh Patel. Yeah, Himesh Patel uh, is the you know, the star of it, and he kind of he grabs your attention and keeps it throughout the film. I love the Beatles. I love music movies. So I mean, it's basically just made for me. So I I really I really enjoyed yesterday. It was great. I loved it too. Yeah, I'm actually on team underwhelmed by yesterday. I really uh, wanted to love it, but uh, I just didn't. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was a bad film. I just didn't. When I saw the uh, or heard about the premise and Danny Boyle making it, I thought it'd be in my top ten, but it ended up not. That's I'm glad. I'm glad you love it. All right, Chris, let's go to you. What is your number eight? I hate that you know me so well, but uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame is yes. my number eight yes. um, pick of of the year. Look, I despised Infinity War. I think I am well That's known insanity. on this podcast for not liking that film, Man. but I think. Endgame does make it better for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really hoping that it would wrap things up, and it's one of the few times in cinema history that the final chapter of a story that had been being told for longer than just a few years actually wrapped up well. Right. Um, right. And I think almost everyone agrees with that. I, I don't know that I've 
had too many conversations with people saying, I really hated what they did with Endgame. I think Endgame somehow, somehow was able to please even the most hardcore fans. And it did something magical. So for me, Avengers Endgame is number eight. It was right, long in my, in my, at my number 10 spot. It was really there for a long time. Yeah. I, I loved it. And that's good. So with these repeats, let me also say to our audience at home, we do try to come up with a consensus screeners movie of the year based on right. how many times it falls on our list. And so that's interesting. Uh, even though it's in the bottom half of list so far, that's two times. And then Tyler has it sounds like as a number 12, mention. number 12. So, okay. Mm. All right. Very interesting. I approve, so if, Chris. Avengers Endgame, getting Good. some love. All right. All right, April, what is your number eight? Number eight, keeping it in the comic book world. This movie's brilliant. It's visceral, gut-riching. It's uniquely directed, and I think it has the best performance of the year, and that is Joker. <gasps> Can you please stop bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur, I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And we've talked about it at length, so I don't need to go into it, but Joker. I would love to have the brothers Howitt argue with you again about how (laughs) you're wrong on this one. I rewatched it last night um, because I was like, I really need to have uh, a... a, uh, Re- reaffirm to prepare my yourself for all the awards it's about to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so so I think I settled after this other viewing. I think I settled on it's it's clearly not a bad film. Um, no. and I never argued that. Um, I don't think. Uh, I, I just think it's more hollow than anything. But but I I 100 agree that it's got the best performance of the year in it. Yes. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is insane in in yeah. that film. So uh, and and it's gorgeous to look at. Beautiful score. So so yeah, it's a, it's it's a very very well made movie. No doubt. All right. Joker getting some love. April coming out swinging. Okay. Mm -hmm. Daniel, what about you? What's your number eight? Number eight is Joker. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Oh. Whoa. (laughs) I was about to freak (laughs) out. Don't do that to me. Uh, No. uh, My number eight is is a film that has, has really grown on me in repeat viewings. Not that I didn't like it the first time, but... It's just gotten even even better. Uh, the more it's it, the more I've seen. It. I've seen it three times now, I believe. Um, it's delightfully strange, and it is Jojo Rabbit. Oh I yeah, just, All right. I, so I, good. It's just so like happy and co- comfortable. It's just it's just a, a wonderful film. Thomas and McKenzie, I think, is probably the best supporting actress of the year, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think she's so good in that film. Uh, so yeah, as, as is Roman Griffin Davis. So yeah, I, I just love Jojo Rabbit all around. So I have to confess that is the one film that I have not seen. Oh man, it's but it's oh, no. coming. I know it's coming to my town this weekend. Great, so nice. I'm gonna see it, but That's yeah, great. I really want to see it. Yeah, Roman Griffin Davis is so good in that movie. That's a good pick. Very good pick. Well, my number eight, uh, believe it or not, April is Avengers Endgame. This thing on. Hey, Miss Potts, if you find this recording, 
Don't feel bad about this. Part of the journey is the end. Just for the record, being adrift in space with zero promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. Food and water ran out four days ago. Oxygen will run out tomorrow morning. That'll be it. When I drift off, I will dream about you. It's always you. Nice. Wow. nice. Not even afraid to say it. So I I loved this movie and I'm on record on the podcast as, as being more of a DC comic person than I am a Marvel person. But this movie is a legitimately excellent film. Yes. It is well made, well written. The payoffs that it has now. I, I kind of have to ding it a little bit because a lot of the emotional payoffs are really dependent on you having seen and experienced time with the previous films. Yeah. But that being said, I have seen all those films. And so for me, because I make this a list of my favorites, there was absolutely no way that I could not have Endgame on my list. And if you would have asked me if I thought Avengers was going to be higher than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I would have said <laughs> you're crazy. But if I'm honest with myself, it is one of the mountaintop theatrical experiences Experiences that I had, yeah. it's just, and I've rewatched it maybe three times since I've since it mm. came out, and it holds up. It's just a great film, and therefore, it's my number eight. It really is one of the best popcorn films in a very long time. Now, you for do sure, have to see sure. all the things leading up to you it. Do. It's not. It's not. It is one of these arguments you could have. It is not a self-contained film, right. but yes, right. yeah. as it Martin is, Scorsese would say, it's not cinema. It's not, it's <laughs> not, yeah, that's why cinema. it's not a movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. But, but it for is what fantastic. It is, yeah. I loved it. I Absolutely. loved it. And and I think at the core of it, one of the main things I love about it is Thanos is such a well-developed uh, villain that yes. you actually kind of see his side. It's just, it's great. It's great. All right. So we're moving right along up to our number seven picks. Back to you, Tyler. What's your number seven? Well, we've talked about this one already. This is one, again, that I also kind of keep selling. Um, I've seen it again and again. Again, this is another one I think I've seen three times. But um, Jojo Rabbit. It is just nice. is right. such a phenomenal film. Um, and it's one that when I describe it to people, like yesterday's easy sell, right? It's a, it's a clean musical, you know, with, you know, or music based film. That's, that's just fun and, and great. Jojo rabbit. You're describing it. It's about a, uh, an idealistic Hitler youth with Hitler as his imaginary friend living in, you know, in Germany or Austria, uh, you don't during World War Two. That's not a, it's the one that you can easily just sell based on the premise. You have to convince people. And in the convincing, I have convinced myself to love it more and more. Um, it is just so good. It's so good. And I completely agree. Thomas and McKenzie is uh, is an excellent supporting uh, actress. She's one um, that that to watch in the next few years. I think she's going to continue to do good things. Great pick. Great pick. All right, Chris, to you. What is your number seven? All right, so I'm going to freely admit this is a little bit of the Geek Card Check bleeding into yes, I'm so the Screeners podcast, um, but it is probably my favorite film that I've seen this year, or at least the one that made me the most emotional, but it is only because I'm so close to the source material. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it does. It is one of my favorite films that came out this year. If not, well, it obviously is in my top 10, but I just had an amazing time with it. And it's called What We Left Behind, Looking Back at Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's it is such an excellent movie. It's it so is good. so well made. It is such a great 
not just to like a show. It's not like a behind the scenes thing, but Is it's this more a about, documentary. It's All a right. documentary about from the, the the creators of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. And I know you guys are probably snickering right now because you're like, "Oh, this is such a nerd thing." <laughs> Um, I was laughing at Chad's reaction. He, 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 <laughs> he said, is this, a, is this a documentary? All right. All right. <laughs> it's a documentary. I love documentaries. I love documentaries. <laughs> it's so well made. Um, and especially if you watch the, 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 the series, um, just to hear what was going on behind the scenes and, you know, the, the, the relationships that were formed. But not only that, what, what were they were doing in the moment when, where everybody else in television was doing something completely different. Deep Space Nine was creating something unique that no other show was doing and it actually changed a lot of how television was oh, yeah. done after it's one of the early serialized uh, shows yeah it's a serialized show it was it, so anyway it it really it really is a fantastic film i loved it um i'm going to stop talking about it cuz nobody else cares but i but, uh, I but love you should go movie. pop over to the geek card check podcast and listen to our episode on that we reviewed the whole thing and yeah. had a great or time or shameless plug <laughs> you're off. No, but it's really great it's a great it's a great film. If you have any interest in in science fiction, yeah, where would you one see this film? So um, <laughs> you can in you can Chris's rent it. Basement. <laughs> Chad is so it does not believe that Do this is a movie. VHS, Chris made this a movie, VHS actually. copy somewhere that you can share. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can buy it from uh, whatever. Rent it from YouTube or Google or Vudu or iTunes or wherever. Wherever so your video on demand, video okay. on demand yeah. stuff. You can you can yeah. We're nor- <laughs> we're where movies are. What do you mean? This is a normal movie. Hey, don't be don't be so defensive. You yeah, know what? It could have been on Netflix. It could have been on HBO. It could have it's, been in a, a VHS question. tape in your basement. It's not. It's not. It's it's, it's, it's available. <laughs> very, very, it's available for video on demand for rental. Wherever videos on demand can be rented. That's well, right. folks, that is three minutes you'll never get in your life back. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. Now that it sounds to me like it would be much like Endgame, something that you're going to enjoy that a lot more. Of if course. You have an That's what I said. With the yeah. Show. If, if if you have an affinity for science fiction. But specifically, if you know anything about Deep Space Nine or watched it, this movie will will warm your heart. Um, it is it is that. So awesome, awesome. Okay, April, what is your lucky number seven? Lucky number seven. It is a insane film. I knew nothing about it going in, and I recommend that is how people watch this movie because it's just better if you don't know anything. And that is Parasite. Yes. Loved it. So I don't really good. want to say anything because people just need to go watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, and I I don't know why I want to see it, but I want to see it. You will love it. You don't need to know why. You just need to go watch it. Yeah. Number seven. Okay, that's high up there. All right. Daniel, what about you? What's your number seven? So one thing about about my top ten lists is I, 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 I think they're kind of living things. They're they're not finished. I don't just kind of write it off in stone. Like I, I go back and edit it as I as I – live on these films and things like that so so i've already made a couple changes uh i my, it was published uh, on the side i write for nextbestpicture.com about three or four weeks ago and i've already made a made a change here so i'm switching one around and this is one of the changes i made i have the farewell at uh number seven. Oh, okay. um, it, it, i uh i it, it, i bumped another film above it actually but i love this film lulu wong just tells such a a personal and specific story that manages to just connect on a, on a deeply human level. And, and it's just about family and honesty and grief. And so I, I love this movie. It's, it's really, it's really uh, complex and heartbreaking, but cathartic as well. So it's great. That's a beautiful film and really funny as well. 
Very good pick. My number seven is a movie that surprised me. I didn't think uh, when it was announced and when it was released that it would have a chance of being in my top 10, but it ended up at number seven. And it's a movie that brought me endless amounts of joy. And that is Dolomite is my name. So I absolutely love this movie so much. (laughs) It's showtime, y'all. You love him and I love him. Put your hands together. Dolomite is my name. Hey, you know, Auntie, I was thinking about putting out a comedy record. Comedy? You've been a singer, a shake dancer? Ha! That's real hard to break in. I'd do whatever it takes to get in. Oh, he's bad. What'd you do to your hair? You look like a pimp. It's all pretend. I just created a character. <laughs> you true. Pull on that. Oh, oh that's a wig. Yeah, that's right. It's an ode to filmmaking. It's an ode to creativity, to people working together on something that they believe in. Uh, it's it's hilarious. It has a magnificent central performance by Eddie Murphy. It has another great performance. Um, is it Divine? Is it Joy Randolph? Mm-hmm. I think yep. is her name yep. that I loved. Just an, an outstanding cast from top to bottom. Uh, it has a lot of moments of heart uh, and hilarity, and it's one of my favorite of the year. Just impossible not to watch it without smiling. And so I absolutely love Dolomite. Is my name. That's a great pick for sure. So Excellent fun. movie. All right, now we're getting uh, getting up there. Number six. Back to you, Tyler. What's your number six? Well, this one is is there. Is that my number six for, um, I think, so many just nostalgic reasons? This is uh, a movie that just calls my child, bo- my childhood right back into into mind in the best way possible. Um, and, and that's A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, Tom yeah. Hanks, oh. I think, absolutely. And I know, I'm so sorry, April. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. Some that was like an organic reaction. I didn't mean some to be rude. Some of us enjoyed our childhood. The villainesses wow, don't back. regret them. Uh, but uh, no, I, I loved it. And, and, and I thought... Uh, I just thought it was so, it's so meaningful. The second time I loved it more, it went up on my list. Um, it, uh, Tom Hanks does a great job, but it isn't. And, and this is, I don't know, because I, I wasn't on this episode. I don't know if this is exactly the reason why, why April doesn't like it, but I know that a lot of people didn't love it because it's not, it is not, it does not star Tom Hanks. He is a pivotal part of it, um, but it is not a, it's not a Tom Hanks biopic. It's a story of how he moved um, someone's life and basically told as though it's an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it is just, it's just a phenomenal movie that just moved me and impacted me uh, in a lot of ways. I loved it more the second time. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say enough about it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know anything about this. I, I haven't seen the film. <laughs> But that's this amazing. Is, this may have been the beginning of April's turn it to was, the dark side. It was. Actually, this, this first is where line. it happened. I think. Yeah, I think this was it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. I definitely think the structure of that film gave <laughs> some people a, a challenge with it. But um, okay, the structure. That's fine. Hmm. <laughs> All right, move on. Move along. Moving along. Moving <laughs> along. Chris, yeah. what is your number six? You hate Mr. Rogers as much as April. <laughs> well, this is the opposite of Mr. Rogers. Uh, <laughs> the, the, in the first maybe five minutes, someone is uh, killed with a book. Um, and I'm talking about John Wick. <laughs> I know. Yes, I I'm so Par- Chapter three, Parabellum. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. I, I, I think I did not stop smiling the entire this movie is ridiculous it guys. is it is over it is the, the top. it is one of the dumbest movies 
but somehow is so incredibly great. well done. Oh yeah, crafted. It's a, it's a work of art. Uh, it is a it's more just more of a dance um, yes. than anything else. It is kind of what Aaron Sorkin does with language. These films <laughs> have done with action. I love um, it. That's a great comparison. Uh, it really is, and I because like people watch these movies and they're they're like, I don't get it. It's just some guy shooting, and I'm like. What, yeah, what are you talking about? It looks, it's incredible. It is a dance. It is art. What is happening right now? You just don't see anymore. It's going back to anyway. I I had a blast with John Wick three, and um, I I hope they keep making these movies forever. And Keanu Reeves never ages um, because he hasn't in a while. So I think we're good. It's true. It's amazing. Anyway, so that's that's my pick. John Wick Chapter Three. I'm going yes. to venture a guess that's the only list that it's going to be on, but. I understand why you why you love that, and I love those movies too. It was probably my least favorite of the trilogy, but I still oh, it's man. the best it's the best action for sure. There's um, no and, and doubt it insane. is. It's a step up. The on, knife fight is oh, just next level. Oh, it's crazy. It's 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 intense. It's it, it hurts. Is. And there's the Dallas Maverick in there. The the tie, the tall guy in the library in the very beginning. He's yeah. on the Dallas mm-hmm. Mavericks. Dante, looking a little run down there, John. Ernest. I still have time. It's almost up. Who's going to know the difference? You sure this is what you want to do? 14 million. It's a lot of money. Not if you can't spend it. The guy that gets killed by it with a book? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Sweet. Just random <laughs> fact. I'm, a, I'm from Dallas, so I'm a Mass fan. I was wondering why that was, why you were bringing that up. Now I get it. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, otherwise it's super random. It's what super is this random. sports ball? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, anyway, sorry. You can continue now. Okay. All right, so we're getting... Who knew we were going to get basketball trivia and the whole nine tonight? <laughs> this is really great. So, April, what is your number six? Well, this film has already been brought up. Um, and for me, this film actually aged well with time, and I liked it more the further I got away from it in reflection, and that is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, I love it. All right. Yes. I love it. April, I forgive you. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. I'm still, I don't know how I feel yet about you. So, so. <laughs> so what, that's fair. What was it about the revisiting it that, that turned it for you? I, don't, I just think some of the scenes in it are just brilliant, and it's really funny, and it's not a cohesive plot necessarily but it's still just very captivating and the acting in it brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio are just you just can't take your eyes off of them i mean not just for the acting but whatever we'll move on <laughs> wow <laughs> moving on great that's a great pick for sure all right daniel number six number six is a film we reviewed very recently on this podcast and that is little women I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sisters. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. Ow, Joe! I want to be an artist in Rome and be the best painter in the world. That's what you want too, isn't it, Joe, to be a famous writer? Yes, but it sounds so crass when she says it. My girls have a way of getting into mischief. Well, so do I. This is Meg, Amy, Beth, and Joe. I intend to make my own way in the world. No one makes their own way. Least of all a woman. You'll need to marry well. You are not married, aren't you? Well, that's because I'm rich. It is just so 
comfortable and cozy and charming and it's it's so endlessly watchable. I've already watched it three times and I feel like this is this is like a like a rainy day kind of movie. It's just so um easy to pop on and enjoy and you feel like you've known these characters for forever so yeah i'm i'm surprised i loved this film as much as i did but i really 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 love this movie same same i just really wish it was uh well directed you know i just wish that uh the academy just you know in their wisdom i'm 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 just very happy they realized it wasn't very well directed and just ignored mm-hmm. it. That's sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, uh, she definitely deserved a, a best director nomination. It, she it's, did. It's so good. Oh, okay, I get it. I get. April, it. I'm really. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really. Um, I'm disappointed in your lack of a groan or something at that pick. You, you guys think I hated Little Women, and I didn't <laughs> hate it. <laughs> you, you, we have recorded audio and all that. Really, I'm just saying. <laughs> I all liked right. it. You just. I think we just assume that yeah. that April doesn't like anything. It's true. Yeah. It's true. She replaced Josh. Well, <laughs> oh, come on. But she, but she watches movies, so it's fine. <laughs> but she actually sees movies. That's true. That is true. All right. That's a great pick, Daniel, for sure. My number six is a film that I wrestled with. I, I, at first, it wasn't on my top ten. And then when I was finalizing my top ten and I started trying to compare it over experience that I had watching it versus other films that are around it, I had to be honest with myself. Even today, I don't fully understand why it is this high, but it is what it is. And my number six is Joker. It wow. is. Wow. It absolutely is. I, oh, my gosh. Um, Raise the roof. It is one of those movies that the central performance elevates everything about it. It has some of my favorite cinematography of the year. Yeah. It is just the craftsmanship around the making of the film is, is glorious. And it's just hard for me to to lower it there are some thematic challenges as we discussed on our show but overall if i'm being honest with myself it's number six for me i really love that movie i do which now brings us to our top five. Oh yeah and so i have a little surprise for everybody josh has not seen any movies this year except maybe one (laughs) or two and he hasn't been able to be with us in quite a while so we're going to hear from josh who's going to tell us what his number one movie of 2019 was go ahead josh this is josh and my favorite movie of 2019 was john wick 3 (laughs) just kidding that's a complete lie my real favorite movie of 2019 was probably joker and i picked joker mostly because i wasn't on the episode where everyone else reviewed it and i want to argue with the hallets no well Okay, I do want to do that, but joking aside, uh, the movie was fantastically acted, beautifully shot, and it's it's a movie that feels at the same time like it's hard to watch, but also that you shouldn't look away. Uh, despite what the Howitz had to say about it, it being prescriptive in some sense, I view it a lot, lot more as as descriptive of maybe maybe arthur was right at the end when he says if you ignore a large group of people with problems this might be what you get i don't think we're meant to as an audience cheer for or emulate or idolize or whatever uh, the actions that he takes or maybe fantasizes about taking it's it's not entirely clear 
how some of this works. I think we're meant to inhabit him uh, along with Joaquin Phoenix and just kind of experience life with him. And for a comic book movie to be able to do that, I think is a, is a really fantastic achievement. And so I think it deserves all of its Oscar nominations and all of the acclaim that it's gotten. Josh with the number one pick Joker. I honestly cannot be more shocked that that is his favorite movie of the year. Well, number one, he you only be saw one movie because, of the year. <laughs> yeah, well, it, you shouldn't be shocked primarily because he he picked it so that he could argue with you two. Accurate, and then that's fine. Number that's fine. number two, uh, number two of all the people that would condone murder, Josh would be at the top oh, of that list. Wow, so, I mean, it's it makes perfect sense. Okay, <laughs> makes perfect sense. We just Thank turned you, down a dark alley. We should get out now. Just Thank like you, Joker. Joshua. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. All right, a surprising pick there. That's actually that really, that's, that's I'm very so surprising. surprised. Like, like jokes aside, like wow, I I did, would never think that any movie based on a comic book would be Josh's favorite movie of the year. So, all right, well done. Yeah, thanks, Josh, for that. All right, we're to our top five. Here we go, heading downhill. Number five, Tyler. What do you got? My number five is a movie I just rewatched uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, it also kind of, you know, deals with uh, marginalized people and and some strange murder at times. Uh, Parasite. I mm. absolutely loved Parasite. Uh, I, it went up uh, the last uh, since the last time I, I saw it. It's a movie that also kind of like we said, uh, like I said about Jojo Rabbit, you can't really describe it. Um, it's a comedy of errors. It's a dark mm. comedy. It's got some moments of thriller. It's, it is just, I think I, if I really, if I watched it again, if I watched all my top five again, I suspect it could even go up because I think it is just so well crafted from top to bottom. It is so well acted across the board. Uh, so it's, it's incredibly impeccably directed. It's just, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. Okay. I agree. It is great. We agree on that, Tyler. Yes, I love it. <laughs> April approves this message. Uh, <laughs> I like it a lot. I don't love it, but I understand why a lot of people do. Oh, and uh, actually, okay. sorry, I, I should have actually brought this up, Chad. After we talked about Parasite uh, before, uh, I hadn't seen Snowpiercer, and, and actually, because of you, I went and, see, and watched Snowpiercer. And and I gotta say, I, I there's a lot of this, you know similar uh, similar thematic things going on. I think mm-hmm. Parasite actually does it better for me. What? Yeah. I know. I like. Man, I love Snowpiercer. There's a. uh, It's being turned into a series. I didn't realize. hmm, That's interesting that they're connected somehow, or they're. No, it's the same director. It's on. I think it's a series on TBS. Oh, (laughs) interesting. (laughs) Daniel's like, no, it's just the same director. (laughs) Got it. Okay, I understand. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I appreciated Parasite more than I was moved by it i appreciated the craft uh, and as we talked about i just snowpiercer for me was more of an experience where i was emotionally connected to what was happening sure. so sure. that's just how it is for me <laughs> all right april what about you what's your number five did you skip chris yep did chris? He, he did perfect <laughs> april what's your number five <laughs> back to you christopher sorry hey. uh, what's your number five chris hey listen netflix has been killing it this year with their like their original films uh coming out you know um and so i wanted to highlight my favorite netflix original and it was called <laughs> six underground no it's not. Uh, you're so this is the dumbest that's a joke it's a joke 
I love how you guys instantly. If it's not a joke, I'm hanging up right now. (laughs) How dare you, sir? (laughs) (laughs) It's Michael Bay. Don't besmirch. I wouldn't believe. I wouldn't have a hard time believing it's your number five. You love Michael Bay, but what's your real number five? My pick is not Six Underground. Actually, that would if we were doing a category for worst film I saw this year, that would actually qualify. That movie was messed up, guys. Um, but I'm gonna actually the the film that I am gonna highlight uh, in this spot is actually still very messed up. It was one of those gut wrenching, hard to watch films I I saw this year. It's a documentary called At the Heart of Gold. Uh, I believe oh, I talked yeah. about this. Oh, I don't know um, that. Yeah, I don't know this. It yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, it's about the, I'm just gonna read the synopsis synopsis and I won't say anything else about it. Cause I actually get really emotional, but I think everyone should watch it, especially if you have kids, it's mm-hmm. going to be hard for you to watch, but, um, it is, uh, I'm going to read the synopsis it's in two, in 2016, the USA gymnastics was rocked by a revelation that national team doctor Larry Nasser had been abusing young athletes for decades. Guys, this is the, the, the most horrific horror movie I've ever seen. It is just it's I don't even know how to describe because I'll, I'll get too emotional about it. But the the just what happens, how it happens, how it was allowed to happen and continue to even after it just it's nuts to me. And so if you are looking for a documentary that will like rock you, this is this is it. It is hard to watch, but I think it is definitely worth watching. So at the heart of gold, you, where can you see on, it, Chris? I was just about to say, yeah, it's on. It's available on HBO um, okay. Go now and and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I cannot recommend it higher. It's my favorite documentary of this. Not favorite. I shouldn't say it that way. It is the best documentary um, that I saw this year, and um, I I would definitely recommend that you check it out, uh, Chris. Did I remember you mentioning that earlier. I just haven't had a chance to get man, to it. Did you it's see crazy. Leaving Neverland? I was just gonna ask. Oh, that that's how I feel about that one. So yeah. good. I and never, terrible. I never did. Okay. Uh, that's like a two parter, yeah. though, right? Like, I, it's but it, yeah, it goes fast. I, it's I was so, just curious yeah. how because because Leaving Neverland uh, was just so hard to watch. It was, um, yeah. and so I was just curious if uh, how how this compared. But uh, this this is I, I mean I don't because know it, because, because it's like, descriptive. Like it, they you there is nothing left to like. Oh, maybe this didn't happen. No, they like nope. They tell you exactly what happened and how many times and how long and all this stuff. It's messed up. Right. I've seen both. And the Olympic one, it gets pretty descriptive, too. And mm. in some ways, I think what's harder, just because it, it is more of a realistic, not not that the Michael Jackson one isn't realistic, but most of us are not going to be friends with a famous pop star. So the other one just seems Oh, like this more, could happen to anybody. Sort right. Of thing. Like okay. it could yeah, happen to like, you know, your just neighbor. your... Right. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, wow. it, it 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 and and the, the horrifying thing though is is that it would have like he would abuse children with their parents in the room. Wow. Yeah, guys. Wow. Mm. in in the wow. in the room. So it Ugh. it's it's just one of these like if you're not if you're not careful, right? If you're not aware, and and again like I keep I keep coming back after this. I'm like you know it's okay to be kind of sometimes offensive and weird to people if you feel like they are making your children uncomfortable. Yeah, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it, it should sure. just, you, you should feel you, sometimes, you know, people are like, well, that, that he's just a hover parent or, you know, helicopter parent or whatever. Like, honestly, like this made me feel like, yeah, sometimes you just have to like 
do that. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. want to go down this road. Anyway, that is what I would recommend. Mm. Watch it. Wow. Um, it's definitely, uh, it's an incredible, it's an incredible film. So anyway, there it is. All right. Pick. Solid, solid recommendation. All right, Daniel, number five for you. Nope. It's April. Well, you skipped me. Dang it. All right, <laughs> April, number five for you. Okay, so this film has already been mentioned as well, and um, I'll say it, and then I'll give a brief reason why. But I will just say that though I still want Joker to win Best Picture for various reasons, I think this film actually deserves to win, and it is 1917, and I just saw it yesterday. And can I just say, it was so beautiful and emotional and moving, and it was I was just blown away by... Just the technical filmmaking of it. The story was great, too. But so like Birdman, they did the thing with the whole one take as well. And that was great. But Birdman, I noticed the one take the whole time. Like it was a gimmick that they played up. With this film, I forgot about the one take thing within a couple minutes and was just completely immersed within the story. And that is that is just an amazing feat to accomplish. So hats off to 1917. Absolutely. That film is fantastic. I wholeheartedly agree. All right. That takes us to Daniel. Daniel, what's your number five? Number five is Parasite. It is so, so crazy, uh, but always believable. And it's just well-crafted, great tension. It is, it's wonderful. Chris, you will love this movie. Uh, so, uh, you absolutely will. So you definitely need to watch it. It's, it's great. It's wonderful. So go is it available it. to rent yet? It, it, uh, I believe it, any, it just anywhere? like this week went went to digital. So I, I think it's available to oh, rent. Oh, is it? Okay. I'm Spoiler sure it'll alert. be picked back up in some theaters too. It will. It's been nominated. Yeah, yeah. Theaters, yeah. you know, often revisit the Best Picture nominees. So, um, so yeah, you could you should see it in theaters just because it's it's just it's just a great. Experience. It won. Wait a minute. Did it win the Palm d'Or? It did. It did. Yeah. What? Yeah. Hey, spoiler alert, Chris. It has subtitles, so you're not going to watch it. <laughs> Moving on. It's, <laughs> it's the first Korean film to ever be nominated for any Oscars. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. All right. All right. More love for Parasite. Uh, my number five is the only documentary that I have on my list this year. Last year I broke them out, but this year I put it in my list. Uh, we talked about it last week because I'm really upset that it did not get nominated for an Academy Award, and that is Apollo 11. Yeah. This uh, yeah. wasn't. This was unlike any uh, documentary experience that I can remember. I saw it in a in a true IMAX, and I was just profoundly moved at and transported back to this time when. Everything in the in uh, the United States was unified towards this goal of doing this thing, and it it was just remarkable that we found all of this footage, and there's no voiceover, there's no talking heads, and yet the story is crystal clear and emotional, and the feat of humanity was just amazing, and I, I loved that experience and loved loved this movie. I am disappointed it's not coming out in 4K, but I got the Blu-ray uh, the other day and watched it, and it is it holds up. It is so stellar. So Apollo 11 is my number five, nice. which now brings us to our top four. So Tyler, what is number four the farewell uh directed by lula wang it is All just right. oh it's it's one uh, much like much like parasite or much like um some of the other movies i'm, I'm going to talk about or, or just it's it's one of these these films that just um for me it sticks with me um it is so um this this one for many different reasons it's it's so moving it's so personal uh it's an intimate story um I, maybe also just the, the fact that i walked out of that and went 
Aquafina should get an Academy Award, and I I just watched the movie and and thought that um, because I, I I really didn't like her in Ocean's Eight. I didn't like her in um, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, I, I thought she did fine. I just she kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. But man, she just um, brings it throughout this entire movie and absolutely and absolutely just sells the the emotional impact of this story. So yeah, the farewell, just excellent, excellent film. I agreed. It is an excellent. I film. saw a tweet about her Golden Globe win that said, "Aquafina won uh, best Cam- best comedy actress for a film that made everyone say, wow, Aquafina can do drama.'" Yes, <laughs> that's right. Exactly. I saw that too. <laughs> That's uh, so right. That's so right. And then All was right. ignored in the Academy Awards. Mm. True. True that. All right, Chris, what's your number four? So this movie surprised me, but I really enjoy uh, unique horror films. And I don't know if you call this a horror film so much as it is. Well, yeah, it's like a thriller horror. Uh, but I really enjoyed Ready or Not. So uh, great. And, uh, so I, I this, is, this is one of my favorite kind of just experiences this year. Um, I just... I had a blast in this movie, so that will be uh, number four for me. Ready or not, ready or not was actually in my top ten until yesterday when I saw 1917. Oh wow! It off. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! Ready or not, getting some love. Number four. That's high, Chris. Okay, it is high. And again, like you know, I didn't say this at the very beginning, but these, of course, are the films that I just I really like and I want to keep. I want to watch. You know what I mean? And so, like for me, Ready or Not is in that list of, of, of movies of like for people who may not love horror movies or thrillers, I still think you can have a lot of fun with Ready or Not. It is, it's bonkers, but I, I think it's so well rewatchable for you. That's great. Very, very rewatchable for me. And I can't wait to watch it again. It's, 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 it's a great time. Awesome. That was a fun movie for sure. All right. April number four. All right. My number four pick has already been mentioned again. But I literally have an all caps in my notes that it is so freaking fun. And that is Knives Out. Yes. Knives Excellent. Out. Yes. Yep. Great. So good. Very good. Very good. That was definitely in our Oscars reaction. That was one of my pleasant su- surprises, isn't the right word, but I was very happy that Johnson got a screenplay nomination for Knives Out. Well deserved for sure. Daniel, let's go to you. What's your number four? My number four is uh, a film that really, the second viewing for me was was really important because it really bumped itself up in my rankings, and that's Marriage Story. The, the, okay. the first time I watched it, I think it was more upsetting just because it's not, you know, it's not a happy film, but the second viewing, I was able to really connect with the emotions of it all, and it's just so raw and honest, but still be genuinely hilarious um and it has some of the best performances of the year and so it's just it's just really complex but a a really beautiful portrait of a relationship you know for better or worse so uh that is my number four pick agreed that is a that's a stellar film for sure here we are my number four is a movie that has also been mentioned but a movie that i love 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 and that is jojo rabbit nice i adore this film the performances it's already been said are great uh it is heartbreaking and beautiful and funny and joyful and all of the things and it has one of my one of the most impactful moments just with a shot that is set up beautifully by the director of all of 
the scenes that I saw in in the cinema, which I can't talk about right now uh, without spoiling it. But it's it's a great great. You can't film. you can't describe so, what shot you're talking about. I'm so curious. Uh, I can, but not on the podcast because okay. it's such a big spoiler. And with April having not seen it, okay, I, okay. I don't want to. I don't even want to dance don't. around it. Marvelous, marvelous film. So now here we go. We are at the top three. The top three. The best of the best of 2019. Tyler, what's your number three? This is uh, another movie that. <sighs> It it was my number, it was my number two I think for a while. Uh, it only got bumped down just which again you'll see why in just a little bit. It got bumped down for something else, but it's a movie that that I liked it more the second time. I I, I actually didn't even though it was higher the, the, for a while. It it actually got bumped down, but again only because of another movie, not because of my estimation for this one. Just uh, it, it's a movie that I I cried in this the second time. I I absolutely I, I was so. I was so moved the, the second time. The first time I was kind of taking it in. It's an experience, uh, and that's Honey Boy, um, uh, written Honey by Boy. Shia LaBeouf wow. and, and directed right. by Alma Harrell. And it is, wow, it is an experience. If you guys, so I know Daniel's seen this. Have, has anybody else seen this movie? Yes, I've seen it. I've okay. seen it. Which one of the Howitz is the one that doesn't cry or get emotional? Is that Me? Tyler? Yeah. yeah. I think oh. ever since we called him out for it, now he's he said that he cries in movies. So Just a couple I, I times. I hiding it. <laughs> Just a couple times. <laughs> it's okay to cry, Tyler. It's, it's okay. I, and, I, and I've, you know what? I've been more in touch with my emotions since go. last Good year. Good for you. Maybe. Good for you. Uh, Let the cinema. Because there's move a couple. You. There's a couple this year. Not not that many, but there's a couple. Uh, the farewell got me again. You know, it, it just it it really hit me. And, and Honey Boy did too. It's it's a. Yeah, man, it's a powerful film. It's it really is good, and I like I loved it more the second time. Number three, that's high up there. So, Chris, what yeah. is your number three? I am shocked that this film did not get nominated for an Oscar, and I don't know how this happened because I think it is one of the best sequels I've seen in a long time. But that is Frozen Two. <laughs> this movie was hmm. amazing, like really great. And I don't know. I, 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 it, it is shocking to me that it wasn't nominated for uh, an Oscar. So for me, my number three pick this year, Frozen 2. Top three over wow. Avengers Endgame, wow. I would That's... not have guessed. Oh, yes. Huh. Oh, yeah. Avengers Endgame was great. I really, really loved Avengers Endgame. But Frozen 2, I'll tell you this much. You like, watched it with your daughters, and it helped, I'm sure. It did, and it, it, it's just... It's a more mature story um, that I just, you know, even the title track uh, just really, there's like multiple layers of understanding. And this film definitely dives into it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked that more people aren't talking about like the messages in this film, how powerful it is to show yourself. Like, I, I just, I, I think it's. I think it's I think it's brilliant actually if I'm being honest with you. So anyway, I think you understood it more than I did because to me all the great messaging was bogged down by a super convoluted plot. Hmm. There yeah. she is, Chris. Bam. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I'd like to. I mean, I, th- I think the plot's fairly straightforward, but maybe I mean I'd love to have a conversation about that because yeah, I, I feel like this it. movie is actually worth talking about. Um, specifically if, because of what it's what I feel like it's trying to say. So wow, anyway. if only there were a place where one could have a conversation. <laughs> we should. About movies. We should. So, we should do it. Did you guys review Frozen Two? Well, of course, 2? we did. Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah, I just mm. I'm I'm oh. bummed. Well, I didn't see it in time. You guys review these oh. films. When I didn't they see come it with out. My it's so crazy. 
<laughs> I love you guys. Yeah, love that's you the guys reason why so I'm not on the podcast anymore is because I don't see these movies. I see them with my children instead. Uh, I saw right. it with my children opening weekend. Oh, bam. And her you. kids are a lot younger. Wow. Bam. Boom. Also, double bam. <laughs> All right. I, I like Frozen 2 a lot. Uh, I think it's a great movie. I am shocked. I think it's one of those flukes uh, that it didn't get nominated. Like, I don't think it was the fault of people not liking it. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's just one of those random things that happens because I, I can't explain why in the world it wouldn't get nominated. When some, when I read the list, I was like, oh, sh- surely I'm, I I must be on the right. wrong list someplace. So I went someplace else and checked, and I was like, wait, what? How is Frozen Two not nominated? It, I think it is the. I've seen. I saw all the other. Not all the others. There's a couple on there I hadn't seen. But like most of the other films that had come out for an, for animated short or animated film, and I just was like, how did this happen? It's crazy. Like, I don't. You I don't got nominated for. You song, can't ever. You 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 can't ask how of the Academy because you just yeah, never. No, I I, yeah, I get that too. I I do. But I mean, like drag, tra- how to train your dragon, the hidden world was fine, but Frozen Two was much better than that film. Um, so anyway, let's keep going. I agree. Okay. Okay. So number three to you, April, what is your number three? Okay. This film, I think, is the most gorgeously shot film of the year. It's about World War II, conscientious objector in Austria, refusing to join Hitler's army. It is Terrence Malick's new masterpiece, A Hidden Life. This film, you guys, you have to see this film if you haven't. It tackles big questions about faith and loss and hope and moral obligation in a most eloquent and personal way. It's moving, yet it's slow, and it gives pause for reflection. I mean, it's nearly three hours long, but it didn't feel three hours long. It's This was just one of my favorite films of the of the year, and I highly recommend that you see it in a theater, if possible. Of nice. all the films that I was unable to see, this one is at the top of mm-hmm. my list of being the most disappointed I haven't had a chance to see it yet. You have to go see because it. Because Tree of Life, for me, is one of the all-time great films, and so I am so disappointed, although I think it's coming back in a limited run in in Knoxville in, in a, the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. I'm, I'm, ba- try I'm really to disappointed that it didn't get more traction i really i like that movie quite a bit i definitely loved the the message and and the way it's trying to tackle it i i uh, and it's certainly gorgeous um i i I definitely feel like it could have been about an hour 45 and instead it's about three hours there's a lot of fat on there just uh but you know i understand why he he likes to give pauses for reflection did you see it in the theater i didn't which probably would have been helpful to see in theaters but uh Oh, Malik for sure would be yeah. better in the theater. Yeah. yeah, I'll say I saw Tree of Life at home on a like my computer screen and oh, then all bummer. around a plane, and it really tainted my sure. appreciation for that sure. film. So, yeah, yeah. that is an existential masterpiece. So there we go. Good pick. Good pick there. First time that we've heard uh, from that film, uh, which takes us to you, Daniel. What is your number three? Yeah, number three is is a film that I feel like. I'm I'm shocked at how underrated it is, and I say underrated. It's still a Best Picture nominee this year, but I just feel like I don't hear a lot of people talking about this film or talking about the, how uh, how much they love the film or anything like that. I feel like I'm alone on this hill, and that's Ford v Ferrari. How long we've known each other, Ken? I ever break a promise to you? I will put you in the driver's seat at Le Mans. You just shut your mouth and let me do my thing. All right. Come in. Morning, Shelby. Morning, Molly. Fuck yours. I'll go to hell. 
I loved oh. this movie so much. Um, so bummed I didn't see it. It was one of the oh, movies I really wanted to see this year. Oh, you will love it. See, if it comes to theaters, you need to see it in theaters. Um, <sighs> it, I, I think it'll come back to around your area pretty soon, Chris. Um, it's just exhilarating. It is so much fun. It is action-packed, but it's just the performances are amazing. It's honestly, I, I would classify this and my next pick as pure entertainment. It is just so much fun. It's thrilling. It's funny. It's entertaining. It is just, I, I loved it. I loved it so much. I went and saw it in theaters again. Uh, I think it was last week just cause I, I wanted to see it again. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. And I don't quite understand why uh, people don't seem to love it as much as I do. Uh, I really don't understand why I, I, I truly love this movie. That's one I really enjoyed. And especially the first time I saw it and the second time I, I watched it, oh man, I felt it was, I felt like it was 20 minutes too long. Maybe I, I, I really enjoyed it. I th- especially Christian Bale's performance. I think he was, he just knocked out of the park. Uh, and Noah Jupe, who, you know, was also in Honey Boy, yeah. you know, does, did a great job. Yeah. The second time it went, it went significantly down on my That's list crazy. after the, the second time. I'm hoping that a second viewing will bring it up on mine. I, I very much liked it, but I, I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. And I appreciated the editing. I think that may yeah. be the best edited sure. yeah. of the year. For sure. No yeah. Really phenomenal. Really phenomenal. So good pick. My number three is one that when it was announced, I was very disappointed with what it what I thought that it would be not from not that I didn't think it would be quality, but I wanted this director to do something else because I was so excited about her work. Uh, and that's Little Women. It's yes. my number three. And no, I won't let April take my joy <laughs> oh my and gosh, my love of so this dumb. movie away. <laughs> it is it is more than just delightful. It is more than just sweet. It is uh, it modernizes. It has a very modern sensibility while using a lot of the original language of the text. It restructures it in a way that I think brings new importance to a lot of the things that happen from the book into the movie. The performances are stellar across the board. I mean, Saoirse Ronan is Joe is fantastic. Florence Pugh, they're just across the board, marvelous performances, beautifully shot. And it's a fantastic movie from top to bottom. Uh, And for a long time, it was my number two. So it just got bumped down in the last couple of days. But this movie is absolutely wonderful. And I love it. Nice. Nice. So, I love it. That's love a good it. film. That's an excellent, excellent movie. All right. So now our top two. Here we go. Let's go to you, Tyler. What's your number two? Well, we've heard about this one already, uh, and, and this is one that uh, I just I keep thinking I want to watch it again. Uh, every every time I think about it, I feel like, oh, man, that's another one I just need to watch again. Uh, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it there. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. (laughs) All the shooting. (laughs) I love that stuff, you know, the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Are you an actor? No, I'm a stuntman. Look at me! So you still direct, huh? Still here. You can do anything you want to him. I hired you to be an actor, Rick. Not a TV cowboy. You're better than that. Way up there. All right. Nice. 
it just um, it raises in my estimation just thinking about it. Uh, and so, so actually, that's <laughs> kind of why I want to watch it again because I'm like, oh, you know, am I, am I building it up too much? But I do love it. I you know, this one that I watched. Uh, I think twice in the theaters after uh, once before rewatching the entire Tarantino filmography. And then I watched it again and, and I just feel like it is such a perfect film for, uh, for him where he is in his, in his career. It, it is his most pensive film. It's quiet. It is meandering, um, you know, which, which you guys have kind of mentioned as well. It's not like it's got a strong plot. It's a, it's a thoughtful film. It's about the change in times in Hollywood. Um, it's Brad Pitt just being cool, you know, which is, which I love that he got nominated for the Academy Award. Uh, but I, I also accept the criticism that he kind of, he's kind of just being Brad Pitt, but, uh, but DiCaprio is just doing an excellent job of, of being full throttle DiCaprio crazy. Yeah, man. I, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I can't wait to revisit it. That's really high up there. Good. Good for yep. you. All right, that brings us to you, Christopher. What's your number two? Oh boy! I'm, 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 as soon as I put this on my list, it started going higher and higher and higher, <laughs> and I knew that you guys were going to be like, "Oh, come on, Chris!" So this is obviously my list is like the most out there, most like non like conforming to everybody else's. Let's just talk um, about and movies. This is good. this is the most shocked I was in a film. The most I. I my, my wife and I watched this together and we midway through looked at each other and said, this is incredible. Um, I was expecting it to be really pretty bad. And maybe that was a reason why I enjoyed it so much. My expectations were super low, did not do well at the box office at all. I hear no one talking about it, but I'm a huge Stephen King fan and I loved, <laughs> loved, Dr. loved Sleep. Dr. <laughs> Sleep, Dr. Sleep number two, ladies and gentlemen. As a kid, there was a place. A dark place. They closed it down and let it rot. But the things that lived there. They come back. Man, this movie was number two nuts to me and i know it even now saying it like my number two movie of the year really chris and i i look at everything else and yes i mean it's sad to me because there are some big named movies that i was expecting to really enjoy this year that aren't even in my top 10 um and dr sleep is number two but i i think this movie knocked it out of the park guys um i i really had a good time with dr sleep so there it is number two Wow. Shocked. Wow. No one has anything I, I to it. say. I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that for you. I, it, yeah, it was such, I, I really enjoyed the movie overall. And that's another one that in my estimation, you know, in hindsight, it's gone up. I, yeah. I love Stephen King. I'm a sucker for any Stephen King adaptation. Look, Rebecca we, Ferguson in this movie. She's is great. nuts. Great. Yeah. Agreed. Um, it doesn't make any sense that the movie didn't do better at the box agreed. office. It does had Stephen King property hot off of uh, it. Chapters it. one and two. You had a beloved sequel to or excuse me, a sequel to a beloved property in The Shining. Yeah, but I mean, cast. honestly, I, I was expecting I was expecting it. Chapter two to be the better Stephen King. My my least favorite, their, their Pet Cemetery came out this year too, and that movie was terrible. Right. So I was expecting this movie to be Pet Cemetery level. Wow, that came out but this no. year? That feels like it came out yeah, like right? five years ago. Way I, totally, I saw it in theaters. Yeah, yeah you Way did. 
and it was awful. Um, this movie, however, is incredible. It's in my opinion. I mean, I know there's not a lot of people who think that because not a lot of people saw this movie, but I, I liked think, it. Man, I loved it. I think I, I, it. I think it was really, really great. So anyway, there it is. Number two. Number two. Chris showing some love to Stephen King. Good for you. April, number two. All right. My number two film is kind of in the same vein as A Hidden Life, and it actually has the number two in the title. <laughs> but this was a film for my soul, as I said in our brief review of it uh, a couple episodes back. But that is The Two Popes. It, I loved this film. It was, I felt like I wasn't just watching a conversation, but that I felt like I was in the conversation. Yeah. And both popes at different times elo- so eloquently put to words things that I have been feeling very deeply over the last few years. Um, so, yeah, I just, I loved it. I, yeah, it's, it's, it didn't feel like watching two old men talking. It felt much more captivating than saying it out loud, but it was great. Yeah, it's great. That's, that's yeah. another one I keep, I keep selling wherever I can. I just saw it for the first time last week. I caught it a, a bit late, but I, I really enjoyed it. And again, you, you hear it's, it's two old men talking. It's not going to be great. I, it's about, it's about two men talking about living out their faith and what that means yeah. and, and two different interpretations of it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. shows it's it's like a perfect example of how you can have disagreements but still be civil, which right. I think is very lacking in our world today. Exactly. Yeah, it's one of the beautiful things about art too is that it reflects where you are at certain stages in your life and things mm-hmm. that you have experienced often impact how you feel about uh, a piece of art. So it's it's beautiful. That's great. I haven't yet to see it, but oh, I am wow. going oh, to Oh, you need to see it. Very soon. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to, but I will. Daniel, you're number 2. What is it? Well, like I, I already kind of teased, this is this is a movie that I describe as pure entertainment. It it uh it's a movie we've already talked about, so I won't say too much, but it's Knives Out. I love knives out it holds up so well i've seen it three times now as well and it's just it works so well on rewatches it's perfectly crafted it is razor sharp it is it's just it's just so yeah yeah thank you it's just so good it's so good and i think anna de armas gives the best uh, actress performance of the year i think she is wonderful in the film and yeah I, i just can't rave enough about how fun this movie is i agree i agree with all that just didn't quite make my 10 but it's it's very close. so you don't agree chad i agree <laughs> with the things that you said that it is all of those things and yet not in my top 10 that's good well my number two is a movie that just made its way onto my list in the last day or two um and it's one that i didn't anticipate loving as much as i did and it's 1917 yes. i love this movie i adore this movie as a matter of fact it's not just the technical marvel which it is and i put a behind the scenes thing on our screeners facebook page about some of the way that they made this film it is miraculous this film is crazy impossible the way that the camera moves actually does because we've heard it said a million times it's going to be more immersive experience for the viewer and this is in that case actually was that for me i felt like i was walking with these two characters i felt like i was with them in the trenches and yet the emotional piece of this film is what really got to me. I really grew to love and care for these characters and their motivations. And at the end, I was 
Uh, I cried in a couple of different places. And then when you combine all of that with the cinematography, it's it's a remarkable film. It is a remarkable film. And talk to me next week. It may be my number one. I mean, it was a coin flip between this one and my number one. 1917 for me is just it's masterpiece level stuff. So I love it. Very good. Yeah, it was great. Here we are. Number one. Number one favorite film of 2019. Tyler, what is it? This is one that five minutes into the movie, I was like, yep, that's it. This is it. This is my number one. I loved it. I was just smiling the entire time. Little Women. No question. All right. (laughs) Unequivocally, absolutely loved it. Every, Every piece of it. And you can listen to us rave about that more on the on the full episode. But... Man, I just loved it from the performances to the direction to the writing, the adaptation. It's just it's just so good. Berate him, April. <laughs> I, it was a fine film. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. All right, Tyler. Good pick. Good pick. Chris. Yes. What is your number one? What film could possibly beat out Frozen I almost, 2? I almost want us all to predict. What, well, what go ahead. Predict. What, what, what do you think my number one movie of the year is going to be? I mean, there are things I have not mentioned. Big, big know, movies. That's, that's yeah, why I'm actually genuinely curious. Either Aladdin I, or The Lion King. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're closer than you realize. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that's, no. I was going to go with Hobbs and Shaw. So I, so oh, yes, yeah, Hobbs yeah. and Shaw. No, I'm sorry. It's The Fast and Furious Presents. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Hobbs and Shaw. Daniel, Get that name right. Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. You've toyed with us long enough. What is your number one? Knives out. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family have gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it, by the way? The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live. Love it. So good. So this movie rocked my world. I had so much fun in it. This is the kind of... Look, Ryan Johnson for me is right up there now um, with uh, Nolan uh, as far as like director, writer, somebody who is a master at their craft. Um, And I think... um, I mean, I you know, no secret, I love The Last Jedi. I think, unfortunately, Star Wars is just holding him back. He needs to move on and do stuff like this because he is a master craftsman. This is so well done and so well thought out and just so much fun. It, it's not it's not doing anything else other than just be, kind of being this pulpy genre enjoyment and yet it's excellent. Like it is it is it, do, it doesn't fall to what most other movies that do this fall to, which is become boring or predictable or silly. Everything's elevated in this movie. Um, the filmmaking is on like another level, and I adore the performances, the cinematography, the editing, uh, the way that the the characters kind of like evolve, and you get to know them. Also, the the feeling of place is is really incredible in this movie. You you never feel lost, even though you have no idea where you are. 
if that makes sense. Um, I loved Knives Out, um, and I can't wait to watch it again. Very, very good. All nice. right. It has globally surpassed $200 million at the box office. And I so it's good. A huge success, and Ryan Johnson has confirmed mm-hmm. that he is working on uh, another script with the same character of Benoit Blanc, oh, although, as it stands right now, it will be a completely different mystery, different cast of That's, good. Uh, that's perfect. Characters. Are you kidding me? It's, it's like, it's like Hercule Poirot or whatever. That's yes. So good. It, it it's so so wonderful. Like I, Daniel Craig in this movie, guys, come on, he's a fantastic actor. Oh, there's going to be life after lots, Bond. I'm telling you what. Lots of love for Knives Out. We may actually have our have our yes. consensus pick. We'll see. Uh, April, what is your number one? My number one. First of all, this is not a perfect film by any means. But I don't know if y'all remember, but several. Way earlier this year, um, we all said what our most anticipated film of the rest of the year was. And this was my most anticipated film. And it lived up to my expectations and exceeded it. And I relate to this film on so many levels. And I'll get into that in just a second. But my number one film of 2019 is Bombshell. You have to adopt the mentality of an Irish street cop. The world is a bad place. People are lazy morons. Minorities are criminals. Sex is sick but interesting. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother or piss off my grandfather. And that's a Fox story. Oh, it makes so much sense. Women are everywhere. We're letting them play golf and tennis now. HR's on the phone because you called me a skirt. Yeah, Yeah. I gotta read that manual again. (laughs) The attitude off camera was even worse. You're a man-hater. Learn to get along with the boys. You're sexy, but you're too much work. I have a whole list. Will other women come forward? And let me tell you why. Okay. So first of all, um, Charlize Theron, she was Megyn Kelly in this. That was like not a performance. That was just amazing between the makeup and her performance, lowering her voice. Amazing. The story is insane. Um, Little background. So before I worked in film, I actually went to school, got my undergrad and graduate degree in journalism because I was going to be a TV reporter. And I actually interned at NBC News. So I know a lot of similar environments. I grew up in a conservative household that had Fox News on all the time. So I knew all of these personalities. And I've actually been sexually harassed in workplaces. So everything that this film represented was just so personal for me that I left this film mad. Mm. I left this film hopeful. I left it feeling all types of emotions, also empowered. Uh, It's sad that it takes a story like this to find a really strong female-led cast. But at the same time, it's also really invigorating to see where we are in society and culture now, that this film can be made, that culture is changing, and that, uh, I mean, I just... It's very personal for me, so I just really, I just walked out of the film just feeling everything, and I was just so, I literally am speechless. I just loved it. That's my number one film. Nice. Nice. Number yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, I like Bombshell. That's fantastic. I, I like Bombshell a lot. It's uh, it's a film that grew on me. Uh, when I first saw it, I, I, I thought it was a little bit messy just because it's, it is trying to do a lot all in one movie. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a Fox News movie. It's a Me Too movie. And it's a Trump mm-hmm. movie. It's all three of those things when each of those things could be their own uh, series of films. And, so, and yeah. so it's got a lot that it's cramming in. And so it, for, for me, it gets a little bit messy because of that. But I think it... Um, uh, it has a lot to say, uh, and I think it says a lot of things well. It does. 
Yeah, and I do agree. I know it's not a perfect film. I think they could have done some things yeah. better. I think if a female would have directed hmm. it, I think a few moments would have played a little bit better too. But uh, I'll say I watched a 30-minute clip of yeah. the actual Megyn Kelly, uh, her and a few other uh, former Fox News people that had been harassed by Roger Ailes. Uh, they basically talked about the film and they had filmed themselves watch the film. And it was fascinating yeah. to hear like a retelling of what actually happened, what the film got right, which it sounds like a lot of it was pretty true. Um, but yeah, that that was also just a powerful like afterthought as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Daniel, your number one. My number one film of the year. It's it's a it's Honey Boy. I love this movie so yep. much. Wow. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's just so cathartic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know a better way to say yeah, it. Just it watching is. Shia LaBeouf portray his father in a story, you know, about his own life, about uh, abuse, but about uh, this relationship that changed his life. And um, it's, it's, just so heartbreaking and loving um it's Shia LaBeouf really just opens himself up and I think it it is it's it's one of the best performances of the decade I think sometimes I wish I was you man I'd be famous have paparazzi girls chasing me around I'll teach you what I know I'll give you what I have trust me honey boy I'm your father I found peace in my way. So we're on a team, and I know you got what it takes. You're a star, and I know it. That's why I'm here. I'm your cheerleader, honey boy. You trust me? Yeah. Good take, good take. You did it, you did it. Good job, everybody. Come here, come here. You can walk on water till someone tells you that you don't know how to. You don't listen. That's your problem. And you're selfish. I'm doing you a favor. You're doing me a favor? Who else is going to give a felon a a job? I don't like you talking to me like I work for you. You work for me. I'm your boss. I don't have to be here. The film is beautifully directed by Alma Harrell. Um, It's stunning to look at. Um, It's so interesting and well-crafted it feels at times almost otherworldly like is it taking place where and when is it taking place it's just it's just uh, unbelievably confident and um and painful and uh, i think all all of the actors noah jupe gives one of the best child performances ever it's it's amazing this movie is just really moving um it really i've seen it three times and it's just so so moving it brings me to tears every time just because of the he, showing how a, a a man can go through so much have such a rocky relationship with his father but then portray his father and it shows that he just really sees him he sees him and he loves him despite the relationship that they had and so it's just powerful it's very powerful film so i can't i can't recommend it highly enough i think that's a film that has been really sadly looked over this this season uh, just because it's a smaller film and i think more people need to see it so uh, i will take any chance that i can to rave about honey boy good pick good pick agreed that was a movie that i i really enjoyed i think ultimately because the director uh she comes from a documentary background and 
to me it felt in places as if it was a little meandering mm. not not from a standpoint of just you know plot a to plot b but it just kind of felt a little aimless for a while but i do which is the only reason it, it didn't make my top 10 but i do agree with you about the performances and the look of the film and and the surreal nature of it mm. it's a it's a really good all right well great pick daniel uh which brings me to my number one pick of the year very much like April had some personal experiences that caused her number one pick to really uh, land with her. I also uh, had the same situation with my number one, which we talked about when we reviewed it. And I became very emotional on that show. And that is Marriage Story. Um, mm. I talked about the fact that my parents yeah. are divorced and that they divorced when I was older. And how what I really appreciated and what moved me about Marriage Story was that it showed the messiness of divorce it showed the way that when people are going through a divorce they still love each other and they hurt each other in the most horrific of ways they use the children as leverage even if they don't mean to and yet underneath it all is still always that kernel of what brought them together that spark in the first place this movie has five or six of my most memorable scenes of the year the opening the closing the penultimate scene the karaoke scene the monologue scene from uh, scarlett johansson the argument scene it is so beautifully written and performed it feels almost like a play but it never feels faults in any sense i adore this movie and i ultimately don't think that them it's a hard watch but i my ultimate takeaway is that it is a film that is uh hopeful for lack of a better yeah. term it's a movie that the more i think about it the more i revisit it it is just a perfectly it's a perfect film and does what it's it tells the story that it's trying to tell perfectly uh, and it moved me more than any film that I saw this year and the performances are as good as it gets and so for me uh, I couldn't get away from from Marriage Story it's absolutely my number one film of the year that's yeah, a great way to put it you, you you talked about it that it's somehow hopeful at the end and I think the first time I watched it that I that hope I, I didn't feel that hope. All I felt was the sadness of it. And then, and yeah. the second time I saw it and then talking about the film is when I really was able to, to understand that it really is hopeful in, in a, in a, in a, yeah. in somehow it's hopeful. And so, yeah, I, 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 that's what makes it really, really phenomenal. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a great, great film that I love. Uh, all right. So let's do our honorable mentions real quick. Uh, Tyler, did you have any honorable mentions? I did. Um, I, I kind of struggle with this because there's – I think you were the one that said it, Chad. There was like maybe five or six that could almost just go, you know, be in, in that last, um, you know, that 10th place. Um, and some of them some of them we've named, so I'm going to sort of just go with a few that we just haven't mentioned. Um, us. We haven't talked about Us. That was um, – it wasn't my number 11, but it's, it's, it's really high up there. Us is one of those movies that has stuck with me. And it's, you know, particularly uh, Lupita Nyong'o's performance, uh, who, again, overlooked uh, at the Academy Awards. Us is just a, a powerful film. Um, Peanut Butter Falcon – was is a, a movie I, I just recently saw and but people have been talking to me about it for a long long time but that's an excellent one what we left behind is right up there as well ready or not but yeah those i'd say those are those are right up there even the irishman that that nearly was in my 
was in my top 10, but, um, but the Irishman just, that's one that went down in my estimation as we went, but still is a, I think still is a good movie, especially for Joe Pesci's just excellent, excellent performance. So agreed. I think Pesci's a standout there for sure. Yeah. Chris, any honorable mentions? Um, you know, I already mentioned a little bit, but it chapter two, I actually quite enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as the first one. That's why it's not here on my top 10, but I really quite enjoyed it. And then another documentary for everyone, especially if you're not very uh, as familiar with the subject matter, it's called the great hack. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. uh, that's so a great good. documentary as well. Um, uh, so anyway, those are the two that I would mention and highlight. I think Spider-Man Far From Home actually too uh, is pretty close for another kind of just fun popcorn film. But um, yeah, those are yeah. those are my uh, kind of ones that got left off. Solid pick, April. Honorable mentions. Yeah. So Ready or Not, I already mentioned that. That was that was so close to being in my top ten and just wasn't. Um, Honey Boy also mentioned earlier. That was up there, and um, I actually really enjoyed Yesterday as well. And uh, this one goes out to Chris, but even John Wick three. Nice. Yes. Oh, don't be nice to Chris. Don't start now. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Honorable mentions for All you. All of my honorable mentions have been named already, so I'll just go through real quick. Once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, Bombshell, The Irishman, and The Peanut Butter Falcon—all phenomenal movies. Excellent. My honorable mentions were Peanut Butter Falcon, Ad Astra which uh, is a, a great experience. Really I like Honey Boy, uh, again, was one that was up there. The Irishman and Parasite were my honorable mentions. So that's it. Uh, what is our consensus pick? Um, Knives, Knives out, out, Daniel, you had that number two. Chris, you had it number one. Where did you yep. have it, Tyler? I did ten. Ten. I didn't have it on my list. What about you, April? And number four. So it's a one, a ten, a four. Is that the only movie that's it's, on four of our so. lists? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be nice yeah, out. That felt like it. All right. So it looks like <laughs> the 2019 Screeners yeah, Film of the Year. Is we I was right. I was oh, right, guys. I was correct. Oh, we should this have not is had incredible. Chris on here. Maybe we would have had a chance. I want to thank the Academy. <laughs> Wow. So be it. So be it. All right. That was great. It's been a great year in film. But before we go, we're going to pitch over to Daniel because we've got a few special categories left to go. So, Daniel, take it away. Yes, we do this every year. We've got a few other things left to talk about that weren't in our movies that weren't in our top 10. Uh, you know, we've been talking about movies that we love for over an hour now. So uh, let's bring it down. Let's bring it down a little bit and talk about <laughs> some, some real clunkers. All right. So just real yeah. quick, uh, we don't do worst movie of the year but we do talk about our biggest disappointments so let's start with you tyler what is your biggest disappointment of 2019 it uh this was almost a three-way tie but i, I kind of just pulled the trigger and went with this one uh lion king mm, lion yeah. king was well, my, yeah. oh that's my a good pick jeez yep. nice I wanted Great it to be pick. so good, and it just was it's not. not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It is not. All right, Chris, what's your biggest disappointment of 2019? Star Wars Rise <laughs> of Skywalker. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> what? Yeah, wait, are you booing, booing me you. or the It's film? a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, I have a feeling, Chad. Hang on just a second. Hang, hang on just one second. Though. It could still be a good movie, but I could be true. disappointed that's by true. it, right? That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Chris, you okay. heard it here, folks. So, Chris so, thought that was a good movie. He was just disappointed I, by it. I excuse me. I did think it was a fine movie. It was fine. It was just mediocre. It should have been so much better. It could have been, and they just threw it all away. Mm. 
That's my thoughts. Now move All on. All right. Now for, <laughs> now for an identical answer, we move over to Chad. Chad, what is your biggest disappointment of 2019? The Rise of Skywalker, and it's yeah, not I even knew. close. No, I, it's I not. Go, it's the I'll right go, answer. I'll go as far as Chris and say it is, in fact, not a good movie. It is a completely mediocre movie that wastes every fine. opportunity that it had. It retcons The Last Jedi for no other reason other than yeah. to retcon The Last Jedi instead of telling a cohesive and satisfying story. And then even the nostalgic things, which it tries to do to play on our nostalgia, are really don't make a lot of sense. This movie, right. the more I think Chad, about it, the Chad, angrier I'm with you. I get. I'm with you. But That's I right. I hate this movie. Away. This need, movie is I baloney. I need <laughs> to step in, away. Breathe I need out. to step away. <sighs> okay, April. Because it hurts my heart. It hurts Me my too. heart. Me too. I'm hurt. I'm hurt too. I feel hurt. All right. Y'all can start a support group. <laughs> Moving on. It's true. Moving on from this nonsense. So, April, what is the biggest disappointment of 2019 for you? Well, I didn't write any extra ones, so I'm going to be repeating Tyler with the yes, Lion King. Yes, I Good. love Solid it. Pick. April, we agreed on so much tonight. This is great. <laughs> Except that she hates your pick of Little Women as your number one. Wow. That's fine. No, fine. not that one. I, I'm fine with that. All right. Yeah. There's another one. Yeah. It's, it's just Mr. Very Good. There was pick. another one. What was the other one? Wait a minute. What was the other one? Hey, it's going to come up. Don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> what about you? What about there you, Daniel? Go. What's your most disappointing? Yeah, so you guys all like matched with each other, uh, so I'm, I'm over here by myself. Um, if if this were worst movie of the year, I'd go with Cats. Did any of you have the pleasure of seeing Cats? No. Okay. No, <laughs> no. I want to. I want to see it now. I do want I to see it. So, but that's not my most disappointing movie of the year. For that, uh, 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 it's not as fun of a, a pick as Lion King or Star Wars, but it, it's The Goldfinch. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't think it's terrible. It's just it's no, so it close to being a good movie. The whole time I was like, Huh, are you about to do something interesting? No, <laughs> no, you're not, are you? Uh, just the whole time, it felt like it was like a couple steps. It was about to go yes, somewhere. Yes, like the whole time I was like, go, just, just go there, just go there. And then it just never did. The whole time I was like rooting for it and it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense, so... So it's not awful, mm. but it's just it should it could have been good. Sometimes when they're not awful, it makes yeah. It that's worse. the thing. I think it yeah. was awful. So anyway, so so that's my biggest disappointment of the year because it could have been better. So there you go. All right. So now let's let's bring things back up a little bit, kind of in the opposite direction. What is your most surprising film of 2019? Uh, we're gonna go in reverse order. April, mm. what is your most surprising movie of 2019? Okay, so I this film was not on my radar at all. Just a low-budget film. I saw a Facebook ad was how it came on my radar. But I ended up just loving it, and we've mentioned it already, and that is Ready or Not. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. This is a really so good pick good. For, for this, yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Okay, uh, Chad, what's your biggest surprise of 2019? I have to give a shout out to Chris on this one. This one actually made his top 10 list. My biggest surprise was Shazam. Mm, I love that nice. movie. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I went sure. in thinking it's going to be just throwaway. Yeah. It's going to be Deadpool light. I'm not going to enjoy it. And I went away <laughs> actually loving yeah. it. I mean, it's it's got good action. It's got a great message. It's funny. Uh, oh, yeah. I was I was all in. Shazam was my biggest surprise. Can you would you believed that well okay never mind there's there is two comic book movies on my list but one of them is Shazam and the other one is Avengers Endgame it's hard for me to believe that all the other films that came out this year those are the two that that made the list Shazam yeah. is is really great very good all right well let's go to you Chris what is your biggest surprise of 2019 well, I was trying to think of something else because I already said is my number two film, Doctor Sleep, was my biggest surprise, and I guess I'll keep it there. Uh, it definitely because it was, I loved it so much 
uh, that definitely surprised me. Nice. So biggest surprise definitely would have to be Dr. Sleep. For Very me. good. All right. And to you, Tyler, what's your biggest surprise? This is a, this is a small film. This is one um, I'm, I'm working through the, the screeners that I got for the Independent Spirit Awards, uh, which uh, which I need to now frantically watch more of because uh, I'm behind schedule. But but this is a small one that, that kind of popped up. It was intriguing looking. Uh, it's called Blow the Man Down, directed by Daniel Crudy, Danielle Crudy and Bridget Savage Cole. And I would actually weirdly compare it to knives out if it was set in a small main fishing village hmm. huh. it's uh, it's certainly no knives out but it is this it's it's a it's not a murder mystery but it's a it's a it's a murder kind of cover up by these these two uh, sisters whose mother have just died and kind of it's a whole conspiracy in this town but it's also kind of darkly funny it's just a really it's a really well acted really really well directed very small film it's I good. love how you just sold this movie as saying it's kind of like Knives Out, but it's no Knives Out. <laughs> I, I loved how that went down. I was like, oh, you have my attention. Oh, it's not like Knives well, Out? Oh, okay, well, not, never mind. It didn't make our top tens. It's not going to make my top ten, but it's, it, it is it. just okay. so – it's just different. It's doing its own thing in a really great way. Nice. Got That's it. cool. Uh, for me, my most surprising film, it, it was in my honorable mention, so I already mentioned it. Um, well, first, I would say uh, uh, probably the, the true answer to this is Uncut Gems, but since I already talked about that in my top ten, um, I, I wanted to go with something different. So uh, because of that, I'll go with The Peanut Butter Falcon. I, yeah. It yeah. is just so good. So it's great. Good. It's so good. It's, honestly, it's better than it needs to be. It didn't need to be yes. as good as it is, and it's just – so rewatchable it's just so sweet and fun so yeah i i i that's a, that's a movie you can recommend to anyone Anyone. I agree. Yep. Chris, your girls mm. would yes. love that movie. It's so peanut butter the falcon. Peanut butter falcon. Yes. The peanut butter falcon. Yes. Yes. It is. Huh. I had. It's so good. I I had members of my uh, people in my school. So I'm a teacher, right? And I'm walking around Target. I had, in one day I had two people stop me in the store and say, "You have to go see Peanut Butter Falcon." We're all on our way to go see it for a second time. It's like it's so good. It's a really really good movie. And I didn't I did not take them up on it. I did not believe them. And I was very wrong. It was it's yeah, so it's good. great. It's yeah. great. All right, we have two more categories here. Uh, we do this every year. We want to talk about a movie that you liked that critics hated. Okay. So a movie you liked, but critics hated. And so we typically use Rotten Tomatoes as kind of a, a metric for this. So, so it's kind of up for interpretation Ooh, though. Mm. So, uh, so we're going to go back to April. April, what is a movie that you liked that critics hated? Yeah. So this was an easy pick for me. This one sits at a whopping 23% Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes. And I have already gone to bat for this film and these filmmakers, but I thoroughly enjoyed Here this film, <laughs> and they deserve I more. Know where this is going. She's still uh, mad about it months I later. I know. I'm still mad as Dark Phoenix. Wow. <laughs> oh. It was Whoa. way better than 23%. No it was good. Not oh, really. <laughs> nope. 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 I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was April. Yeah. I am a hundred percent with you. This movie is not good, but it is not bad. It's not as right. bad as everybody makes it out to be. But it's, it's yeah, fine. We're just hating on it, and it's just made piss me off. It's yeah. not as bad as the one before. What was that? Apocalypse or whatever the thing yeah. was before it. Oh, that, that was one a is garbage. Terrible. Movie. That was terrible. Yeah. No. It it deserved better. They all they still deserve better. They need they all these critics owe them an apology. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> people worked hard on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they did. <laughs> uh, well, that that certainly qualifies. There you go. All right, Chad. Uh, what is a movie that you liked that critics hated? 
Well, I couldn't find one that was 23%, but mine sits at a 57%. Uh, and this is not a movie that I just liked. I, I don't want to say loved is probably too strong a word, but I really, really like this one. And it's Brightburn. Mm. I know a lot of people hate this movie, mm. but I love the combination, the genre mashup of superhero origin story slash horror film slash Superman Breaking Bad. I just I thought it was shot in a way that was really was low budget, but it 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 was uh, it was fairly tight. I enjoyed the performances, and I really like Brightburn quite a bit. Interesting. Okay, I I haven't thought about that movie since uh, since I saw it in theaters, but it was okay. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, but it's you know not a lot of yeah, people like that's it. True. All right, uh, Chris, let's go to you. What's a movie that you like that critics hated? I think I'm winning this game, guys. This movie, this movie sits at 17 percent. Nice. Oh no! And you guys hated it. Made I think you made fun of me for liking this movie, and I don't care. Probably. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, That's the uh, remake of Hellboy. Oh, Um, I had a good time. And uh, (laughs) that movie's awesome. Proves my point. Your hate makes me stronger. It's so awful, Chris. How? Hey, this is the the, you just literally this. the, The whole point of this is that everyone hates. Everyone else hates this. I've got a, we got a professional critic over here, and he's groaning. That means I win. The, okay. I'm winning this game. That's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. Thank you. You win. Congratulations. You win. You picked a really crappy <laughs> you're, movie. You're to the show one us who all. likes you're Hellboy. Right. Okay. You're gonna love my answer to the next oh, one. You guys are gonna kill <laughs> me. Oh, all right, uh, Tyler. What's your what's your answer? A movie you liked that critics hated. Uh, I I did just double check my uh, my answer here, and I don't think that this that critics especially hated this one as much as they were just lukewarm on this one. It's uh, it's Tolkien. Um, oh yeah, no, this mm, is not a good yeah. movie. Oh, Ugh. I loved it. I loved it. I thought Ugh. it was. I just I I enjoyed everything about that movie. I thought Ugh. it was. I thought it was fun. I thought it was. It was beautiful in 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 places. It's just I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's Told it's. You. I, you're just a you're you're a book yeah, nerd. It's the teach, yeah. it's the literary it teacher is. in him. It's true. It's, it's true. not. It's I it's. I watched it on a plane, and this kind of like it's a perfect plane movie because you can kind of zone out or like. <laughs> uh, it's just like it's for like the yeah, whole thing. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's okay. It's not garbage, yeah. but it's just yeah. A plane, otherwise known as not the place to watch the tree of right, life. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I would never watch the tree of life. Ever yeah, who would do that? If Nobody that I know. Okay, Ugh. guys, this is a long flight. <laughs> All right, so so uh, for me, I I, I didn't have uh, a seventeen percent on here. I actually had the same as uh, same as Chad, a fifty seven percent. So not not hate, but definitely not a film that the critics liked. And I I love how you guys both are just like, well, I mean, my pick is still kind of liked by the. The, you guys got to pick something. Come on, join me down here at the seventeen percent. I won't. No, because nobody, nobody likes those movies but you, Chris. <laughs> Can we just say how ridiculous it is, though, that Dark Phoenix was only five percent higher than no. Hellboy? No, no, <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. Hellboy is yeah, a better that film. Sense with you. That's that actually good to me. that's actually ridiculous. <laughs> no, you're right. No, no, no you're right. right. It is ridiculous. So, Hellboy is garbage. Can, can I can I say my pick, please? Can I say my pick? 
No. Yes. Uh, Please continue. Uh, so I went with Aladdin. Aladdin was somehow the best oh, no. Disney remake this year uh, when we had Ew. Lion King, <laughs> we had Dumbo, we had Maleficent. Uh, I don't love the Lady of the Trap. I don't love yeah, Lady of the Trap. I don't love the movie, but it was enjoyable. I think it's a. I think it is a a fine movie. Um, the music was uh, was was done uh, pretty well for for being a remake. Will, Will Smith was great. So. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a decent movie. So there you go. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, though, I am. I saw a trailer because I, w- it's hard to spoil this one, but for Mulan, oh, and it yeah. looks phenomenal. It really like, does. I'm legitimately I'm excited, excited about it looks Mulan. So good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. Okay, so now we're gonna do the opposite of that, right? A movie that you hated that critics liked. All right, we're going to go back around. April, what is a movie that you hated that critics loved? And I have a feeling mm. I know exactly what movie this is going to be. <laughs> you probably do. You probably do. Because critics currently on Rotten Tomatoes have this at a 95%. Whoa. And it is stupid because <laughs> um, I had very high hopes for this film, and I left utterly disappointed and that is a beautiful day in the neighborhood wow. and before y'all get all pissy pants let me just tell you pissy pants that classic villain talk I, oh come on okay tom hanks i will give it to you was brilliant in this film his scenes were um electric and great but he's in like five percent of this film and the rest of the storyline is mediocre at best it's predictable it felt mm. christiany film to mm. me and there was nothing Ooh, interesting about the actual wow. story Ooh, wow ow that's Ooh. like the worst you can say about any movie <laughs> i agree just... i agree with everything you said except the christiany film part mm. but yeah yes. there were mo- not the whole thing but there were moments that was like this feels forced but whatever that I just it just you. didn't click for me, but I know a lot of people it did for. So, you know, you do you. Okay, <laughs> all right, wow, all right. Uh, yes, it's a uh, it's a great movie. Okay, uh, Chad, uh, <laughs> what is a movie that you hated that critics loved? I could not find one that I hated, uh, and so the closest thing that I could find was one that was critically acclaimed. Uh, it sits at a ninety three percent. But it was a movie that I just did not click with me on my uh, five star scale on Letterboxd. It was a three, which is still positive, but the lowest positive that I could give it. And I'll take some heat for it, but I stand by it. And that's us. I love Jordan Peele. I loved Get Out, loved, loved Get Out. But us for me just did not never rose to that level. I think. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o's performance is amazing, but overall it felt a little heavy handed and uh, it, it wasn't scary when it was supposed to be scary, which was fine. I, I, it was a good movie. It was very well made. I just didn't love it. And almost everybody in my circle loved it. And I just was not on that train. I thought it was just fine. Wow. Okay. I didn't expect that. So, all right. Uh, nice pick. Okay. Chris, what is a movie that you hated that critics loved? See, hate is such a strong word, right. and I don't, I don't even know if this qualifies. I guess it does because I didn't finish the film. I just well, turned it off. then your opinion, it, it, you, I don't um, know how it ended. No, I don't. That, but that's the point is, is that I, I did not enjoy this film. Uh, it sits at a ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like I've seen this movie Whoa. a couple times before, and I don't know exactly sure why this is. I think the only reason why this is so, and maybe you guys can tell me why I'm wrong here. The only reason why this movie is getting so amazing reviews and everybody's freaking out about it is because of the 
the uh, actors in it, and that is The Irishman. Um, mm. This movie, I've seen this movie before, and I'm just like, why am I watching this movie? And I turned it off. So there it is. How long? How long Irishman. did you watch it? Oh man, this movie. What? How long is this? Like three, hour, three, three hours, hours long. Yeah. Three I think I gave it like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, I no, think you definitely yeah. haven't you seen, haven't this, seen movie. this movie. No, it's no, it's so it's, boring. So you, you, you can't say that. It is the first is, hour and fifteen minutes. I've no, seen no, this no, movie before. It's not the movie. It's not a movie you've seen before. It's actually it a, is. It's no. It's definitely not. It's not. It goes to a it different does, place. Very much so. I do agree though that I I was underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean it didn't it didn't make my list by any means. It's not in my top ten. So, yeah. so I, 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 it's not like a movie that I'm going to go hard to the bat for, but it definitely it puts a different spin on the, the typical gangster films, uh, especially in, in the latter half of the film. So, yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I, this is a DNF did not finish for me and that's pretty bad. Right. So, I mean, I, I usually, whenever I start something, I finish it and this, I just was like, I don't, there's is no the DNF. Is that the same thing you give to the screeners podcast? You did not finish. Ooh, Bam. Wow. I'm going to step back from that one. All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler, you, what's your answer here? What is a film that you hated that critics loved? Uh, again, I, I will agree that maybe hate is a strong word on this one, but, um, man, Harriet, I just mm. didn't. I, that was one. Daniel and I saw that one together, and, and just there were parts that were genuinely confusing it was not well made. I, like I, I have so many people who have come and asked me about that one, and 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 just said, you know, we need to go see that one. That will, that's going to be amazing. I was like, no, it's just no, it's not. It's not. Um, I think Cynthia mm. Revo does a good job, but but that's the highest praise. I think she does a a she does a good job, but nothing else in that movie is good. Mm. I, I I really it was not a good. Agreed. Movie. Yeah, so we talked about Harriet in our last episode uh, when we were talking about the Oscar nominations because Cynthia Riva was nominated. It was nominated for Best Original Song. Uh, so I picked the same film. Uh, it's at a 74% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a film that I did not like, but critics did. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's it's just not good. No, uh, it's not it's, I don't want to repeat myself too much from people who listened to our last episode, but it's just it's just badly made. It's it's shockingly yeah. badly made. Uh, it looks awful. Some of the worst cinematography I've seen in a mainstream film is just embar- there are moments that actually make no sense. Um, right. That Tyler and I had yeah. to turn to each other and and actually say out loud, "Wait, what's happening here?" Because we in, in the theater because it, it, oh, it yeah. was just it's- actually didn't make any sense in any realm of possible like it, multiple it was times very weird so yeah, yeah it's just disappointing because harriet's it should have a great biopic made about harry tubman Absolutely. and this is just not it it's just it's just poorly poorly made with a with a fine okay performance at the center of it she i don't i don't i don't fault and that's the, she didn't need I, I wasn't on the episode she, she didn't need to get the Academy Award nomination for it. I mean, Aquafina needed that that nomination, or yeah, there's agree. multiple people who who deserved it. And and again, I, I don't think she did a bad job. She just it was not a Best Actress performance. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely a disappointing film for sure. So uh, so there you go. And that's it. We ending on a low note. Uh, that is our yeah. top of ten of twenty nineteen. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. I really appreciated the way that yeah, you're welcome. The way you moved us through yeah, that. That was, was great. It's awesome. To, to, I, I really put a lot Thanks. of thought into this. That's why. So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. But still, uh, hopefully, you got lots of good recommendations throughout this episode. We talked about so many movies. 
and uh, and we're excited for 2020. So uh, join join us as we continue to talk about films this year. Uh, we're really especially excited for our next episode as we break down our best of the decade. We're going to talk about our top 10 films of the 2010s. So we're really excited to do that. So uh, make sure you check that out. All right, with that, we will bid you all adieu. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Let us know what your favorite films of 2019 are. Uh, and As always, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, all that stuff if you enjoy what you heard. All right, we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.